And it was awesome. Bad news. Our boy, Josh Rocket Roller, unsuccessful. Josh Rocket Roller. Yeah, he did not win. So it turns out that I know people who know Josh Rock and Roller. Okay, local dude then. Like really well. I know a girl who knows him. Like his a girl who's really well. very deep in the Josh Rock and Roller camp. Okay. Once upon a time worked for me at another radio station. Okay. Well, I can't necessarily say I'm shocked there. You know what I mean? Like it's a uh, it's a relatively small circle sure. of of people that, that, that are willing get a, to fight. Yeah. So I saw her, ran into her. And she says to me, she goes, you know, I know him. I said, no, I, I did not know that. <laughs> and uh, she says, you have placed pressure on him. And I said, well, I was wondering about that. Like, we have talked about it on the show a couple of times. I said, I've never met the guy. I don't know him. I don't know anything about him. I said, but I would imagine that us constantly going to that, because his name is funny, and the way Jeremy says it is very funny. And Josh, rock and roller. There it is. That we've kind of turned it into a gimmick on the program that I'm worried that we have made may have made him a little too nervous for this. Now he fought well. I mean he didn't get like cleaned up, but it was to an MMA fan like myself, yeah. it was I think it was obvious a little early the fight was not gonna go as well. The way. appropriate decision. I know he was fighting a dude that had considerable amount more experience than him. And I think MMA is one of those things, really any of the fighting sports, like experience matters. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like the how many times not just how many hours have you put into the gym, but how many times you've actually stepped in into that competition. I think that makes a huge difference. So I uh I hope the uh, the rock and roller did they, did they have like uh, does their squad have a name like the rock like the rock and roller Fantasy land or something. I, no, I don't saying? know. Like nothing. I, I don't right. know about that. Well, I hope the Rock and Roller Nation. Uh, I hope they, uh, they they keep the faith there. Lost in, in a decision. Josh Rock and Roller did. Josh Rock and Roller. But here's what I will say about Operation Reaching the Sun. Dude, that was so much better put on than I thought it was going to be. Right. Like. My buddy Dustin and I, we Ubered up there because we were like, dude, we're drinking. It's yeah, MMA. We're drinking. Yeah. Like, let's just, let's make sure we don't get in trouble, right? Responsible decision. Yeah, look at that. And we walked in there. I mean, dude, and they had a full-blown, like, entrance area for the fighters. They had a DJ playing, like, you know, songs as they're coming out. There was smoke and, like, fireworks, I mean, and lights and, like, all that stuff. There were multiple TVs on top of the cage around the cage so if you were sitting back and couldn't see all the action on the other side of the cage you could watch it on screen which I thought I was like dude this is a little bit more professionally put together than I thought it was going to be um I'm trying to think of what are some of the other things that oh, they had a broadcast table dude where guys were streaming the whole thing live yeah I mean there's you know Definitely a scene of MMA nowadays, and I think Honor Fighting Championship decided, you know, they kind of saw the opportunity and, like, put themselves into that situation where they can kind of, you know, give you that that big fight feel on a local level, and I think that's really kind of what makes the difference between, like... Why, when you went to that Saturday, it felt different than other local MMA fights yeah. you've gone to in the past. There's, there's more, there's more to it. There's more, like it's worth more. It. He put forth, Jeremy did, and his organization. They put forth together a very professional presented event, and I knew I would, it would be good. I knew I would have a good time. But when I walked in there, I was like, oh. He's more prepared for this than I had than I had thought. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not fly by, you know, no. night. It's not it doesn't feel like and I mean, you know, I love 
independent wrestling. I love Ohio Championship Wrestling, but it's a step up. Like it's a, they, it's bigger, it's broader, it's, it's he's, in your face more. Dude, that guy's got vision. Yeah, he does. He's got vision and kind of knows what. Do, do you know what he's doing with the wrestling thing now? What's the uh, what's the so, story with this? So now he's doing birthday parties. Oh yeah, 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 dude, so it's a great smart. idea. So apparently, what you do is you just take your kids to like the OCW arena. Yep, they wrestle for your kids. They have cake and like they do that whole birthday thing. And then your kids get to like go in the ring and like the, the, the wrestlers take photos with them and stuff. And I was like. Dude, what a smart idea. I know. I think my girlfriend's already got my birthday lined up there, dude. I'm very excited about it. Very excited about it. But no, like you can hit your kid gets to get in the ring, come out to like their entrance music. Like it's 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 an awesome idea. Yeah, I gotta tell you, if I had small kids, that would be a birthday idea for sure. Um, and so, you know, he's got the, the things going on at OCW, he's got the things going on with MMA. Um, you know, honor fighting championship, really priding themselves and kind of leading the way when it comes to combat sports, which is why June. 16th Fight Fest will be presented yeah. um, it, up in Lorraine, dude. It's a combat sports expo, too. It's not just MMA. It's not just pro wrestling. It's boxing. It's jujitsu. It's karate. It's all these different, you know, wow. combat I sports. Know yep, all getting brought into one. So, like, if you're into that, if you're a, you know, training center or something like that, this is going to be an awesome opportunity. Uh, more information available on fightingchampionship.com right there. But, you know, that's going to be a good time, too, buddy. Yeah, I'll probably head up to that one, too. Why not? I love MMA, dude. But I was sad for Josh Rock and Roller. But like I said, it was early. Like it went. I think it went all three rounds. And Josh Rock and Roller. If I remember, yeah, it did because they, yeah, they went to a decision. But it was pretty early in the first round. It was like, yeah, I don't think this is gonna go your way, buddy. And Josh Rock and Roller. There were a couple of tough guys on that card that night. It was pretty interesting. Did you end up running into the Vanilla Gorilla, Nick Brashear? No. no, did not see the Vanilla Gorilla. Son of a bitch, dude. I wanted you to, I wanted you to find him. We had great seats, though. Actually, there's a good video up at Facebook.com slash Show of me sitting ringside right there, so you can actually see uh, what, part of one of the fights and then like you know where my seats were, which were really good. I got to thank Jeremy once more time. Uh, one more time. They were excellent. It was a good time. What about, dude? What'd you do all weekend? I uh, I worked we over the weekend. I uh, I had a couple things going on Friday night. I obviously had the weigh in party going on oh, as yeah, well. Oh yeah, Jay Dublin. And uh, yeah, so you know, just things happening in the Fantone household. Do you have anything else going on? What were the stories that stands? Dude, here's here's what here's what I have figured out. I think, and I've been talking about this for two years, and I think now's the time I just do it. What do you got, dude? I think I got to quit the Agora. Okay, and it's got nothing to do with them. Okay. It's got nothing to do with them at all. Like, I would work there until you put me in the ground. I actually yeah. enjoy it. I was going to say, it's a good side hustle. It always seems like you make good money. It yeah. always seems like you have cool stories from it. You know what I mean? Like, of all the, you know, like, man, I'm done with it. That that, that one doesn't suck, you but know? By right. Saturday at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I was ready to come back to work. Because I didn't work Friday night, and I wasn't working Saturday night. And I was like, what am I doing? Like, I just, I felt, uh, like, when I woke up this morning, it felt like it has been 10 days since I've been to work, uh, where I was like, oh my God, dude, a weekend's totally long enough of a break from work as long as you enjoy what you do, but when you stack another job on top of it, it's like, dude, this is enough. I don't want to do it. Yeah, when you get the full 48 off, I mean, that does make a huge difference, and especially huge. since we leave work so early Friday, that's almost like a bonus day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, bit. yeah, it sucks you have to wake up, but still, like, we're out of work before noon, where most people on Friday... You're coming home. It's like we've got all day in front of us. So, yeah, I see how that makes a big difference for you. I never looked at it that way. I always looked at it like Sunday ends early, not a Friday ends early for us. Like yeah. normally by Sunday, Sunday 9 a.m., I'm like, okay, I'm my weekend's done. But I, there was something about it all weekend where I was like, man, this is nice. 
It's kind of nice to to put your week in, and then here comes the weekend, and now you don't have to pack a bag, drive 45 minutes, go bartend two shows to make sure you can pay your rent, and then come back. It's like, dude, it was kind of nice to sit there, dude, and not, and not like have a weekend and be like, gee, I wonder what I want to do. Now, I chose not to do much and just get hammered at Buzzman on Friday night, <laughs> which I told you, dude, yeah, I, I will say this. I got to throw myself under the bus a little. Dude, right. I have got to get rededicated with the gym this week. Well, I what happened? Got well, just- got a little lazy last week. I mean, I went on Saturday. I went, but it's like, dude, I just got a little lazy this last week, and I ate a couple of more times than what a person should. Like, Friday night, dude, I was hammered. Like, I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> like, I'm hammered. Like, dude, they got me drinking tequila, which only if I think, you know what, you're kind of hot and I want to get to know you better. All right, it's, sex it, is in the equation here. No, it was not. Okay, that, well, you, but you thought, you think like, that's what I No, sex okay. is what I wanted. Want in the it equation. wasn't okay. anywhere near the equation, okay. but, it, but it's what I wanted. So they got me doing that. And next thing I know, I'm walking home 11 o'clock at night, Friday night, unwrapping like a burrito, <laughs> shoving it into my face. <laughs> Walking home, with the, like, dude, seriously, hammered, like, hammered, shoving burritos in my face on the way home, and I was like, yeah, dude, I gotta quit my other job. That was the epiphany. It was like, this is the life I could have. I could be tequila and burrito hammered every single day if I just didn't have to get the rest of you guys hammered when you want to go see concerts. So that was like, it was, I don't know, dude. Like, I'm scheduled to work something at the end of this weekend, or the uh, yeah, this weekend, which I don't think I'm gonna be doing. No, as a matter of fact, I can't. Because I got that walk with Save 22 on Saturday. I can't work at the Agora on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, you know, and there comes to be a point, too, like, and I know it's like, well, dude, what, are you just going to have one job? But it's like, you got to make, you know, a list of priorities and kind of, you know, draw your line in the sand there, and you got to handle your business. So I get you. I'm, I'm mad at you over it. Yeah, see, I'm saying it. but that, See, but that's the thing. That's exactly the thing. It sounds good right now, but when it comes down to it, you're going to be like, wait a second, I want more golf clubs. <laughs> right? I, I need to buy more things. Right. Yeah. Like, so no. I get you. Yeah, no, I guess what they got to do is hit, like, hit hotjobs.com or something. <laughs> you know what I might try to do is I might try to find one of them radio jobs. I hear those are pretty good. Get out pretty early. I hear the money can be okay depending on where you go. I might try to give me one of those like morning show type jobs. I bet that would be a good job for me to have. Your opportunity at $1,000 every single hour on the program. First one right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now text the keyword bank to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's bank to 200-200. Rock. 1069. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online at WRQK.com. If you missed anything last week, podcast it right there. We'll get you guys hooked up with another $1,000 coming up 710 this morning. LeBron and company victorious yesterday. Not not normally do Cleveland sports go well when they start Sundays at 1, but we worked out all right yesterday. Your Cavaliers advance. Now we'll take on the Toronto Raptors, who I believe they probably will have an easier time with the Raptors than they did with the Pacers. Pacers are a weird matchup for the Cavaliers, and I think... LeBron just owns Toronto. Like he just he's in their head. Like I I feel like it's been like that way for a little while now where it's like they feel like they can't beat him. I will agree that the Raptors are a better matchup for the Cavs than the Pacers were, but like I feel like people are just kind of using that as a security blanket they right are. now and it's just like ah, everything's fine. It was a bad matchup. What are we going to do? So um I got attacked online for saying this. Okay. That after game six, I was like, we'll go home and we'll win game seven at home. 
with the emotion. You get the cue. LeBron at home. First round of the playoffs. He's going to win it, right? We'll win. The problem is, is that it will cover up the, the conversation, which that needs to be happening, which is, and if you want to admit it to yourself, if you want to be honest with yourselves, this window for the Cavaliers to win a championship has been shut longer than we think, longer than we want to admit. People go, well, they were just in the finals. Yeah, dude, they called it the quickie. So I guess so. Like, they're not quite, they're not there. They had, they re, they flipped this roster over twice this year, and it still hasn't worked. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I I think it's fair to say that that window essentially shut when the Kyrie Irving trade happened. I and think like, so. Yes. Well, but I mean, like, yes, but I guess at this point, it's like that 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 is fact, that is true. But like, they're still in it. You know what I mean? So it's like, yes, it's not as good as it was, but you have no other. You got nothing else to. No, what? Well, you had no other option. The Cavs couldn't have done anything. No, else. this is you were kind of you were kind of stuck. Even you, you were kind of stuck. Even if even if they would have said Kyrie Irving, we are not trading you. We are not trading you. You are remaining a Cavalier. You are under contract. That's how it goes. He'd still be out because there'd be, you know, he'd have had the knee surgery. I agree. You still got hoodwinked with both the trades that you made after losing Kyrie Irving. Though. But, but you did. But with that being said, like you once, got to, you got took. Once, Brad Stevens took you. One, but but with that being said. If, if if so, the Cavs would be in a worse situation today than they already currently are. If they would have done nothing, right? I don't know if it's worse. I I I I honestly do not know if it's worse. So, but then you just wouldn't have Kyrie Irving. You would have got absolutely nothing back. I I maintain that there were other things you could have done. There were other things you could have done to make Kyrie Irving happy before it got to this point. I said, dude, is that if you go back that far, we screwed it up that far. Knee surgery would still be happening though, right? I don't know. Would it? I mean, how would it not? I mean, just him being happier would, would have prevented the knee surgery? Well, I, 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 just, I just can't. I mean, they had to do something. Y- y- here's what I know. We sent him to another team who's winning and winning in dominating fashion without him. That's what I know, is that you can, that if you were coached properly, which is what I've been on for two years with Ty Lue being a bum. He is a bum. And I was so early on it that if you are coached properly and you tell the great athlete, no, bro, we are doing it this way. Now, what happens then is Ty Lue gets fired. Because when you do that and you tell LeBron we are doing it this way, you're called David Blatt. And then you're, then you are let go. But you lost the Kyrie Irving trade. It's Obvious now, though, right? Like, we all know we lost the trade now. I, but he's not playing, so I disagree. I, I mean, they well, had to do something. He is going to play next year, though, right? We do know that. And so when he and Gordon Hayward are back on the floor and the Boston Celtics are honestly that much better than the Cavaliers, I think it'll be obvious I think that th- they dumped half their roster that wasn't any good that they wanted to get rid of. They sent it all to Cleveland and laughed as they did it and got Kyrie Irving back. I, I think it stands the same with Isaiah Thomas, where it's like he's out. So, like, the fact of the matter is, is without a move, you'd have nobody now. So whether it's it's, whether it's 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 ideal or not, it's still better than nothing. To My me. thing is, is it is nothing. You're gonna watch the best player in the sport walk out at the end of this year, and we have Jordan Clarkson. That is the definition of nothing. I, think, I don't think I don't think if 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 the Cavs wouldn't have made no trades from the jump off, and Kyrie Irving was just not playing, I think the Cavs are in a worse situation than they are today. I think I think that I, I think arguably they're not even in the playoffs. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't, who's, who's playing? Well, no, because I thought. Well, well, I, well, I thought the whole argument was LeBron and any four bums, though. 
Like, that's always the argument from, from Twitter. It's always the argument from the average person. Well, do- is LeBron in any four bumps? And there he is. It's LeBron, which, by the way, guys, it is currently LeBron and four bumps. That's what's happening. It's LeBron and four bumps. And he's got to go supersonic to win by three. So for that to be true, like for, okay, so he can do it with, with him and four bumps, I, 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 I just stand firm that. Right, that's why I would have kept the best point guard in the league. But you wouldn't have him. I wouldn't have him right now, but I might have him next year. There might be a reason. At this point, I think you have a better chance keeping LeBron James in a Cavaliers jersey if you have Kyrie Irving versus without. I guess that's a that's a point to be debated. That's I, that's know. what I think. I think you have absolutely no. Well, first of all, had they lost yesterday, he was done for sure. There was no way he's losing in the first round of the playoffs and sticking it out. I you have a pretty decent argument, and maybe that's why he doubles down and stays. I never thought about well, it like that. I don't see it, but it doesn't exist now, so it doesn't matter. I mean, moving on into the next one, like but he's seen it now. These dudes in big moments aren't there. They're all gone. They're all checked out, lights out, scared of the moment, cannot get it done. We've seen it. He is so out. And so, I did. you lost the Kyrie? I said it last week. You lost the Kyrie Irving trade twice. You lost it with Boston, and then you lost it with the Lakers. So are you out on the Cavs? Like, I are am you- out on the Cavaliers being able to win a title. I am not out on the Cavaliers. I love the Cavs. I, I, do, I will be fine with the Cavaliers when they don't have LeBron. I will always be a Cleveland fan. But am I out on them winning a title? Yes. They're not even close. What we're seeing now is a guy in 16 years in, who can't quite carry the roster the way he could 10 years ago, the way he could five years ago. That's okay. That's not a knock on LeBron. It is you are getting older, and you can't not do – you aren't what you were 10 years ago. That's it. And this is the I, – I disagree. I think this is the worst performance he's had from, from teammates in his, entire, in his entire run of the NBA, even worse than 07 when he took Sasha, Sasha Pavlovich. I mean, this is the first time he's ever won a series without a teammate scoring 20 points. That's terrible. Kevin Love, where are you, bro? Like, I would agree. Where are you, dude? Like, that's, I mean, that's all – that is all true. True. That is all 100% true. He had three 44-point games and with a, shooting, have with, with a shooting efficiency of over 50%. We're arguing the same thing, Fantone. I keep telling you, dude, that he has to be perfect for them to win. It's because the rest of the roster is abysmal. Well, I'm, I, 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 and we traded a transformative next-level point guard for an abysmal roster. We lost. Not once, but twice. We can argue, you can, you can, we can both say different things and get to the same point at the end of the conversation as many times as we want. At the end of the day, dude, you traded a transformative next level point guard, dude, and got Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance Jr. back. You got hoodwinked by two separate teams. You thought Isaiah, well, Isaiah Thomas, I mean, he's got like 65% of the, you know, the, uh, of, of the, you know, the production of Kyrie Irving. How'd that work out? Should they not have made that trade then? Should no. they not have traded I, Isaiah dude, Thomas? I would have left Kyrie Irving right where he was. I would have found, I would have found a way to make Kyrie Irving. Now, dude, when he, once he starts telling you, I'm going to get the surgery or you have to trade me, then you do kind of have to trade him. My point is what the hell was going on between he and LeBron James that made Kyrie Irving want to be traded? Something happened something happened what happened along those lines that's where it went bad and whoever's responsible for that should be out of work today whether it's the gm whether it's the owner whether it's lebron james you pushed a next level probably the best point guard if not second best point guard in the league out of the building you lost so people want to know this and i'll tell you the answer is no does Kawhi leonard come here next year no now 
I don't know if LeBron's gone. Maybe, I don't know, maybe something happens like that. But LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard on the floor at the same time makes absolutely no sense. They're the same guy. They're the same player. They both need the ball to dominate. They both need the ball to create. It's it's not going to happen. It's not going to work that way. You can't just take big-name guys and go, well, put him and LeBron. It's got to be guys who want to give up their game and play the way LeBron wants them to play. If he if he can find guys to do that, I don't think Kawhi Leonard's that guy. I don't think it's the best fit. I also don't think Philadelphia is the best fit for LeBron James because I think a lot of what's going on with their young star is the same thing. I forget his name. Ben Simmons is a lot of the same thing. They're, he's a mini LeBron. I think the Houston Rockets is where I've said it from the beginning. People say L.A. I have called the Houston Rockets from the beginning. It will be LeBron, Harden, and Chris Paul. And they will beat the Golden State Warriors, and he'll get another title, and he will have won a title at three separate franchises, and that's how he's going to beat Michael. That's what's happening. But the whole LeBron and any four bums can get it done, you need to stop at that argument, because that's what's happening right now. And you're literally biting your nails every time they hit the court, because they're not any good. More Stansberry Show next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. A little later in the program, we're going to run down these numbers from Infinity War. Which is uh, what the new Avengers movie? Right? Yeah, new. I mean, bigger than Avengers, pretty much Marvel universe movie. It's, it's like it's the a, whole thing, right? Yeah, it's it's titled Avengers, but I mean, it's Black Panther, it's Guardians of the Galaxy, it's Spider Man, it's Iron. You know what I'm saying? It's everyone really? in that mix. Yeah, you would think that that would be the making of too much going on, but everybody I've seen that's gone and seen this movie, the review seems to be on Facebook that they loved it. Two hours and 40 minutes. Yeah. Two forty for In a theater, that's a long I'm time. Out. I like seeing big things on big screens. That makes sense to me, where it's like some movies, eh, who cares? I'll watch it at home. Big screen, big movie, but, ah, dude, 240, it's got, a long time. Yeah, I got no interest in it. Long time. Way too long. Movies do not need to be anywhere near three hours long. I don't know where that became a thing. Or, I like, I... It's just so counter to... The problem is, is that these movies make money. Yeah. And so, like, like, you're never going to get the business to change the model when it's profitable. You would think they wanted to. Yo, we'd much rather make a 90-minute movie. You know how much easier that is? You know how much cheaper that is? I was going to say, you're spending less at that point. But somewhere along the lines, dude, these turn into, you know, you know, two-plus-hour two movies here. And How is it possible that the plot where a grown man in spandex takes three hours to get it out? I feel like I feel like it was those, those new Batman movies that kind of changed this, that kind of, like, pushed things in this direction. Because I think older superhero movies, like the first generation of X-Men's, and Spider Man and all those, I think those were relatively short, under two, nothing, nothing two thirty, two twenty five. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know. It uh, it, it it's something I want to see, but I don't know if I'm gonna go. If I'm going to sit down in Cinemark for for that long. This is, the, I want to see it, but the problem is, is that once I get thirty five minutes in, I'm gonna see enough explosions. I'm gonna see enough like special powers where I'm gonna be done, and then the story. Plot hold and miserable. I'll be sitting there going, "Oh my god, I am an idiot. What am I still doing in this theater?" Like that's my problem. All right, so I just look because I know people are going to hit me with the holy trilogy, right? There, people are going to hit me with Star Wars, right? Every time I make fun of the Avengers, people want to throw Star Wars in my face. So the best one of those, Empire Strikes Back, two hours four minutes. 
That's still long. If you ask yeah, me, that's still long. That's I mean, still that long. They're, they're, and honestly, as that being the best movie in that franchise, and honestly, the rest of it you could take and throw in the trash. But the, uh, but if if you want to take that movie, you could probably take twenty five minutes out of that movie, and I'd still be fine with it. Like, thing, dude, stuff's too long. Like, what are we doing? Two hours and forty minutes worth of special powers and floating and crushing buildings. I, I just, I can't see it. I don't understand how that happens. What is, what is, like, dude, kids have the attention span for that? That's what I was going to say. It's just very counter to, like, I can't watch a video online that's longer than 45 seconds. How am I going to sit here and watch this? It I just mean, goes to show you the problem baseball really has, right? Right. Because everybody's bitching about how long baseball is. Baseball is the same amount of time. Yeah. Same amount of time. Yeah, it's the same amount of time as an Avengers movie, and it's like, oh, dude, baseball, hurry it up. Oh, my God. But you talk about baseball like you're being dragged over nails. Yeah. And why? It's a, lack, it's a lack of action per minute issue. And I will give the comic book movies that, is that they have figured that out, is that you got to give them the action and it's got to be like constant. I See, I don't know why. Like you said this one day and you're right about it. The trailers of those movies do their jobs. They do. Like you can take a guy like me who doesn't want to see this movie at all. I could care less about the Avengers. I honestly, I thought the first Avengers movie was overrated. So like you could... You take a guy like me who doesn't care about this stuff at all, like not even a little bit do I care about it, and then but you show me a two minute trailer and I'm like, yeah, but I kind of want to see that one though, like I want that one. Well, and they've done a good job too of uh, making these these movies also interconnected and also intertwined in each other, where it's like if you feel the commitment towards one, all of a sudden it's like, well, yeah, dude, I like the Iron Man movies, yeah, so now I'm gonna see Avengers. Well, yeah, of course I'm gonna go see Infinity Gauntlet. Well, now I gotta go see the Galaxy with Gardens movie or whatever. So, like, I don't know. They've just done a good job. And, I mean, this this probably goes to when they got sold to Disney, oh, where, yeah. where it was like, man, just, you know. Crossover. You, you, yeah, you know how to, how to promote your brands here. So, do I then need to have seen the other Avengers, whatever they're, Civil War, Affinity This, or whatever the hell they are? That's, like, that's one of the things. And, like, when I was a kid, man, I loved Marvel Comics. Like, loved them, loved them, loved them. Um, but that's the thing now is I feel so far behind on the homework that it's like, would I even go? And, I mean, I would enjoy it, sure. And I, I'm sure it does a decent enough job in two and a half friggin' hours of setting up the picture and painting the story and doing all that. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm sure it does a decent enough job of that to just be its own movie, but it, you'd do better. You'd enjoy it more with like the depth of character, I think. so. Two hours and 45 minutes. Well, there's like 45 of the movies, too, and they're all two hours long, and I thought to myself, I was like, well, maybe I should, like, you know, start with, with Marvel movie number Bone one up. and then kind of, like, work my way through it and eventually go see Avengers, but, dude, that would take me three years to do, so, like, I don't know if I can. Apparently, Infinity War is just the first movie there is a this is a two movie set yeah of I think course infinity gauntlet or something like that i think is the next something or i don't know i but but yeah i think it's 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 and of course as they all continue to make this money and i saw captain america say on tv he's like yeah you know the avengers the original ones of us we might be done making these movies and i'm like shut up dude no you're not you're getting paid eight bajillion dollars to do this and you're just gonna be like you know what we're done shut up well no, especially you're not. that guy because it's like dude like normally when you break like that Again, and he's had a couple of different runs in his career, but like when you break of a role like that, if you're really good, you get offered other stuff. But it's like, where are you at, bro? Well, none You're of those, not in other things. None, none of those people are going to make more money on any other movie than that. Like, let's be real. Like, there's no... 
Dude, think of the think of the merchandising alone. Think about how many action figures you sell. Yeah, but do you do? I, I don't know if they make that money. But oh, like, I'd hope they did. I don't know, dude. I bet not. I bet not. I don't know. I maybe. I guess. I. Uh, I mean, if you're Scarlet Joe, can you argue that? Maybe, and and and, and get that. Maybe you could. But I'm, dude, I'm willing to bet you signed a contract early on in the first movie where you didn't even think about it, and then now next thing you know, you're six movies in, and they own all the rights to it. Maybe I that would be great for them. I think it'd be rare, but they do get big stars, so maybe that's the way you lure them in. Maybe because there's honestly a, a dude, an A-list actor is going to be like, dude, you're going to put me in a leotard and have me like shoot like lasers out of my eyes for ten year olds? Like, are you sure? But I mean, maybe. Yeah, most uh, some, some some actors up to twelve and a half percent of of oh, of merchandising. Then you're rights. right. Yeah, then you're I right. Mean, Scarlett like, Johansson's if, not making more money than she can off of this. What, stuff. what else are you doing with your life? And I mean, think about think about like the the the, the long term revenue out of it. Like, yeah, you can go make another movie and make money, but like, dude, how long is this movie going to continue to sell that merchandise for decades? You're going to be getting cut off. Your your grandkids are going to be cashing checks based off of these movies that you're doing now. There's no way you're turning these things down. I no way. I just, again, like the trailers always look good. And then I'm 30 minutes into the movie, and then I'm sitting there saying to myself, dude, you are a grown up. What the hell are you doing right now? This is a complete and utter waste of three hours. Now, again, this is what I find hysterical is that the same guy who's going to waste three hours watching Infinity War says to me, I can't believe you'll go outside and play golf. Yeah, I can't believe I'll be outside, enjoying the sunlight, taking time away from the digital world, and, you know, actually enjoying my life versus sitting in there shoveling buttered popcorn into my face, watching leotards leap over tall buildings for three hours. I just, I don't know, man. Maybe it's just not for me. And I know it sounds ridiculous coming from a Star Wars fan. I know it does. We're all hypocrites on some level, and this is where I'm a total and utter hypocrite. Your shot at a thousand dollars, seven ten on Rock 1069. The Stansberry Show. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 1069. We're online for you at WRQK.com. Coming up at 9 o'clock, we are actually going to talk to Megan from Live Nation. She'll be in studio with us to talk to you about how you're going to secure yourself some $20 concert tickets nice. for some huge shows. So we'll talk to Megan coming up at 9 o'clock. Yeah, $20 tickets, dude. That's good. Good times. Absolutely it is. Also, 8, we'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. Get his take on Baker Mayfield, what's going on with the Cavs, that whole thing. I may be turning around on Baker Mayfield. Why do you say this? No, not all the way around. Okay. Okay? All right. But I, uh, so I spent some time over the weekend with some Baker fans. Okay. Okay? <laughs> okay, what happened? And let me tell you, dude, a lot of people in Maslin pumped about Baker Mayfield. Pumped. Think it was a, think honestly that the Cavs got away with, with a huge thing here. And of have avoided failure of the other two quarterbacks that people wanted, myself included. I was a darn old guy. Some people like Josh Rosen. Right? Now, this is what I kept saying all weekend about the draft that I hate. This is what I hate about the draft, Antone, is that if Sam Darnold, who has, got, who has been now drafted by the New York Jets, goes to the Jets, a bad organization, with Todd Bowles, a defensive bad head coach, and he doesn't end up panning out, I then look like an idiot, and then fans will be like, you wanted that guy. Circumstance does matter. And that's what yeah. makes the draft so hard. It makes the draft very, very difficult. That I honestly believe that the Browns have a better coach in Hugh Jackson than the Jets do in Todd Bowles. Because, again, offensive versus defensive mindset. Now, that's just me. I know Todd Bowles actually won some games. I know. 
I think Hugh ultimately is a better coach. I think we might be finding out he may be the best offensive coordinator you can find. Maybe not a head coach. Maybe maybe we might find that. Fine. Definitely the best one in thirty one coach ever, right? Ever. Yeah. Ever. Oh, yeah. I mean no, you can't even good. you can't even debate that the best one in thirty one coach ever. But they started hitting me with this Baker stuff, and I started thinking about it. If what you're going to do is build a six-yard throwing bubble screen machine and don't knock it, that's what the Patriots are, that if that's what you're going to do, then Baker Mayfield can probably run you that offense. He's pretty accurate short distance. He's Honestly, they say he's the most accurate guy in the draft. And so then I started looking at this roster. So you got Jarvis Landry. Oh, by the way, though, I don't know if this is his roster because Baker Mayfield's not coming on the field this year, right? (laughs) I mean, which is laughable, dude. It's week six, I think, but probably earlier. But you got Jarvis Landry, Josh Gordon. You picked up another wide receiver from Florida. They say he's got marijuana issues. I don't care. I, you know, at the end of the day, dude, dude, here, here's what I worry about drafting a guy out of the draft. Did you beat anybody up? Did you brandish a pistol? Did you do any of this stuff? No, I don't care. I was gonna say, I think it's more than just weed, though. I think he's, just, I think he's like a, 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 like almost like, it's almost comical, like the, the, the rap sheet this guy has. Let me pull it. Oh, is that right? Okay, I had only heard the weed. So I heard he was suspended all last year, and then he actually, <laughs> I, I heard he peed dirty at the combine. Yeah. I mean, it's not great. No. It's not great. And, like, I understand that, like, I don't care if players smoke weed. That's not what's important to me. But the NFL does. But the NFL does. And what's important to me is that you understand the severity of your your actions here. Like, if if you think, like, oh, I'm just going to smoke weed and pull Josh Gordon 2.0, we saw what happened there. Right. I I think I'll be optimistic on that and and hope that it works out. But he's got talent. You see what I'm saying? Like, they're not devoid of offensive talent anymore. They're not really. So, it's, and I said this last week, how good does Baker Mayfield really have to be? We've seen average, dude, how good is Case Keenum really? Like, really? Because honestly, I don't think he's that good. It's just, I think the Minnesota Vikings are damn good. Now, we'll find out. He's going to Denver. We'll see how that whole thing works out. But I mean, how good is Nick Foles really? Is he really good? I don't know. I'm not saying he's not. But is he that good? Or are the Philadelphia Eagles, like I was telling you two years ago, that much better than the Cleveland Browns built? I think the latter. I don't think Nick Foles is a world beater. I don't think Case Keenum is a world beater. See what I'm saying? So as long as you build them a Ferrari and Baker doesn't strip the gears, we might be okay. I guess guess the problem there is the concept of, like, are we trusting the Browns to build a Ferrari? And to me, that's that's where the problem starts coming up. Here's what I worry about. I worry that my reaction to the draft is what's going to happen when you get the thing laid in your lap that's going to be awesome that you can't see. I worry that what's going to happen is this is going to be way better than what I think it is, and I can't see it. In truth, they have made decisions in the draft in the last 20 years I thought they should make that did not work out. I wanted Trent Richardson. I did. I wanted Trent Richardson. Got him, and he was terrible. So they've done what I thought they should do a couple of times. 
Um, wide receiver Antonio Callaway from uh, from Florida. Uh, his past trans- transgressions include uh, sexual assault allegations, okay, I don't like that. misdemeanor marijuana, involvement in a credit card scam that resulted in a pair of third-degree felony charges. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is way more in-depth than what I was told. I was actually just – I actually I didn't even see him get drafted. I was just told from a buddy standing around. Now, it's also noted within this article that he is as talented as any other wide receiver that was on the board this year. Um, most That's teams decided to move away from him because dude it, it, I mean like what if you get a bargain if you can't if you can't if you can't put down blunts to get into the NFL are you really going to be able to put down blunts week you know week week 7 of season 2 that's a legit concern you know what i mean if you can't put it's them down to get into the NFL this is your opportunity what you've been working so hard for your entire life dude put the weed down i get it bro like sit around getting stoned watching cartoons what else you got going on oh wait get into the NFL is what you got going on idiot yeah I- that I agree. That's a legit concern. That's a real thing. I I will admit this to Baker Mayfield fans too. That you are right in this. That if Baker Mayfield were six three, more people would be excited about him. Now, you know, there's no one deciding factor of what makes a great quarterback because anytime you look at one thing, it's really not going to tell the whole tale, um, which is why quarterbacks have, and a lot of things are a spider chart, which essentially shows where they are on a multitude of different ways to be graded. Passing grade, rushing grade, short game throw, intermediate throw, deep throw. They get graded on all these different things. If you take a look at Baker Mayfield's right here, the green line is Baker Mayfield. This gray line is the other quarterback average of this draft. So he is a lot better in a lot of different realms than the average quarterback of this draft. His deep grade is that much better? That much better than the average quarterback right there. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's significant. It's not just like, eh. I mean, I know this is terrible radio in the sense that you guys can't see this, but, like, everywhere he's better than every other dude. Now, you can say not the best. Now, you can say, well, maybe this isn't the best draft class, blah, 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 blah. It's not necessarily going to translate into victories, but at the end of the day, that's that's a compelling argument to me. So, again, a buddy of mine, Johnny, who owns uh, Seatown Sports Cave, which is a sports memorabilia site, and Johnny's one of the smartest guys I know about sports ever. I mean, he's just a sportsaholic. He's one of the smartest guys I've ever, like, as far as, like, an amateur opinion goes, he's got a better amateur opinion than most, myself included, I would say. And he hit me up and was telling me, dude, that once they took Tyrod Taylor, he knew it was Baker Mayfield. He's like, once we picked up Tyrod Taylor, I knew it was Baker. And I said, what? He goes, dude, they're the same guy. It's the same exact thing. They're both Never, never. They're both not going to lose the game for you, but probably not going to win it. They can run the offense. They don't make a lot of mistakes. They they can make some throws. But he said, but Baker, unlike Tyrod, will be willing to throw it. Like the knock on Tyrod Taylor is, is that he can have the throw there, and he second guesses it and won't throw it. That Baker, unafraid, gonna gonna sling it and let it go. But he's like, dude, it's the perfect. So that's what they're doing. They're building this team. He's like, he's actually Dorsey is legitimately building the team for Baker Mayfield. And obviously, and I mean, you know, John Dorsey, a better football mind than than I. I would like to think. Um, I, well, this, you better hope so. This guy gambled his entire life here on Baker Mayfield. I mean, your job, your your underlings' jobs. You know what I'm saying? Like the guy you hired, all those all those dudes, all their jobs now depend on what this kid does and what he's able to do with his career. So I guess if you have the faith to go with it, like like I said, hopefully you're a better football mind than I. And like I, I still hold my doubts, but I'm embracing it. I'm going with it. Baker Mayfield, he's the dude. Apparently, I am not like I. And again, I had to tweet it like four times over the weekend. I am not hating. 
I'm not. I'm not saying there's absolutely no way he will be. I said legitimately, there's no way Johnny Manziel will be a good NFL quarterback. That I said was right about it. I have never once said anything remotely close to that with Baker Mayfield. We didn't do what I wanted. I worry that we pass on Sam Darnold, a kid who's going to be really, really good one day. But I don't know that Baker won't be. And it at least looks like the plan Dorsey had all along. And I got to trust the guy. I do. I got. I mean, I, I until he does me wrong, and he has not done it as of yet, but... Take a wide receiver with some trouble. Now, see, dude, the, the, the sexual assault stuff bothers me, though, dude. Now, it does. Now, was cleared of the sexual assaults via Title IX, which isn't necessarily the most, like, doesn't have doesn't the highest. innocence. Right, doesn't have the highest reputation when it comes to collegiate issues there. So, like, I, I, you were cleared of it, so I guess that's that, there's nah. a point there, but. Dude, here's the thing. If you're smoking weed, I'm gonna, I'm going to draft you. If you're beating women up, if you're sexually assaulting them, if you're brandishing weapons, I'm kind of out. Like, that's kind of where I'm at. I agree with you from a moral standpoint, but if you're beating women, if you're punching strippers, if you're pulling out guns in strip clubs, you can still play in the NFL. If you, you smoke weed, you can't. So, like, I know what you're trying to say there, well, but from a team perspective. I mean, weed is destroying America. That's what's happening. Re- I mean, dude, reefer madness didn't yeah. just come out of anywhere. That that saying doesn't mean that they're being crazy about the reefer. That's not what they mean. I'm being told that you don't waste a first pick in the draft on an average or even a great quarterback. He needs to be a franchise 10-year Pro Bowl player. My problem with that is, is that that's what I want, is that how many of those are there? Yeah, unless you decide, and even that's, a, I think, a silly thing, but unless you decide, hey, anything under a top 10, we're going to spend on a quarterback every time because how are you going to know you have him? Like, you, you can't, Yeah, you, you got to get the bat off the shoulder, dude. And again, my guess is they probably take a quarterback again next year. Like you've been devoid of one since 1999. You're gonna you're gonna take swings, and this whole Baker Mayfield's not gonna play thing is ridiculous. Guys, they put Deshaun Kaiser out there. I really hope he doesn't, but I hope he doesn't either. But you know he's playing. As a matter of fact, our good buddy Ken Carmen says after talking to Dorsey, he feels like they're in win now mode. Like they're they want to win now. Meaning, dude, Baker Mayfield's gonna play. There are guys who tell me he's gonna compete day one. That he might be out there week one. I worry there may be immature issues with Baker Mayfield. I worry about that. But we'll see. I don't know it. I worry that he has it. But if you're going to build a bubble screen, throw the ball five yards, let your wide, let your slot receivers like Landry run for another 11 after they catch it, he could probably get that done for you. So this might turn out better than I had originally thought when they drafted him. I will admit, with the, on draft night, I was sick to my stomach a little bit. But having a weekend to think about it, I'm starting to make maybe feel a little bit better about it. I do wish the kid was 6'3". Your shot at $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the keyword WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's WIN to 200-200. Rock 106.9. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Coming up at 8, we'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. Also, 9 o'clock, talk to Megan from Live Nation. Tell you about $20 concert tickets you're going to be able to grab. And nice. I believe we'll have something to pass on. Yeah, dude, that'd be a summertime game changer right there. Yeah. 
So I read this article from this woman who's complaining about how she can't find a man. And she's 37. And she can't find a man. And I don't know what I'm going to do. And I can't find one. And people don't want to accept me for who I am. and Which is normally code for, I have a bunch of problems. I haven't done a single thing right. to fix any of them. But you should just accept me as I am. If you can't take me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. No, don't be your worst constantly. Yeah. Don't be your worst constantly. Maybe just once, maybe just once, be a grown-up, dig deep, and find your best for me just once. Even no, if, it's, even if you can't handle me. Even if it's not your best, just give me an average. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, well, I can't expect your best because an average, maybe just, just be stop sucking. not miserable just yeah. once. That's fair. That is. That's, I, that's a fair, that's I, fair I, statement. I hate all that stuff, right? But this woman is making this complaint that she can't find a man. Now, she says she knows why. She says she'll meet a guy. He'll actually find her interesting. Mm-hmm. They'll talk a little bit. But then they say to her, you're just not the kind of girl I want to take home. Okay, um, I, I understand that, that like, you know, there's there's going to be people that you're attracted to that you don't necessarily are going to be the best partner for you. And whether that's because other people are going to judge you or whatever the case is there, I, I understand where that where that person's coming from. I, I always say not everybody is meant to be in your life long term. Some people right. are only meant to be in your life short term. Coworkers, some sexual partners, friends, even some people are not meant to be in your life forever. It's just the way it is, right? Now, her thing is, is that she feels like she's being judged. Okay. And this is tattoo acceptance. Wow. She's covered basically head to toe in tattoos. As a matter of fact, she has the word forever spelled backwards above her left eye. Now, Now, again, I know a bunch of the people listening this morning are tattooed. Right. A lot of you are tattooed head to toe. Right. Okay. Actually, a woman I find to be extremely sexy, my friend Cheryl. Covered in tattoos. Knuckle tattoos, the whole thing. Covered. Head to toe. Covered in tattoos. She's sexy. Okay? So I can find it attractive. But I will admit, I'm not sure I take a covered in tattoos woman back to my mother's house. Nah, well, and I mean, I certainly think that every person, every man and woman are going to have their own line with that. But at the end of the day, there are more than enough people who have decided into a similar lifestyle decision that you have. Why wouldn't you look at them as partners? Why are you looking at quote unquote squares of like guys who are going to have a problem with that where it's like, yeah, dude, I mean, if you if you think that you're going to, you know, you're, you know, you're going to you're going to get married to Steve L.L. Bean over there. Of, right. of, of course not like of course that's not gonna work like, so your body and your dating life is an i want you to look at it as a net it is a net you're in a boat and you're throwing that net in the water looking to capture as many things as you possibly can okay anything you do that is abnormal which is what tattoos are okay they're awesome they're cool they're attractive they're all those things but they are abnormal so the only thing, so everything you do that's abnormal does what? Shrinks the net. So you got to know that. Now, I've said this a thousand times, tattoo people. I've said it a thousand times, so I know I can say it now. If you tattoo your face, I'm sorry. Options start dropping off cliffs. Options for sex partners, options of places that will hire you for a job, 
options fall off clips when you tattoo your face. Yeah, now at the end of the day, if you've made Duh. that decision like, hey, dude, I'm going to be a tattoo artist, therefore it does not matter if Doesn't I have tattoos you. on my face, then Do you it. you have decided this is what I'm going for. Do but it. when you go back into quote-unquote mainstream society, you can't necessarily be shocked there. Now, there's going to be some things that open up for you because of that. There are going to be some people who are like, oh, now I do want to have sex with you, where if you wouldn't have had that, you wouldn't have. But That's right, true. as a net whole, as a, if we're looking at it from the perspective of like, well, are you gaining more? Are you losing more? As a whole, your net's getting smaller. Maybe more attractive to some of the fish, but as a whole, it is shrinking. It's a smaller net. Okay. It's All a right. smaller I, net. And I so like, I, I, I don't have sympathy for you. You chose this as an expression of you. Okay, that's what I'm always told is yeah. that these tattoos, they're an extension of me. They're they're It's my expression. I'm expressing myself with this yeah. skull that's on fire. But you're so, so you're so it's you're, a dragon. Get it right. <laughs> whatever the hell. No, it's a panther crawling up my arm. And that's Sweet. like, whatever. I know it's it's you. And it's, it's it explains who you are deep down. Oh, yeah. Stuff. And I had eighty five dollars and I went to a tattoo shop. Exactly on, right. Or you could have just posted song lyrics on Facebook like everybody else. Right. So there's so there is that. But didn't you know? That there are going to be people who don't express themselves that way or don't enjoy it or it's not going to be pleasing to their eye and that you didn't think. First of all, there's a very big difference between somebody having a tattoo, maybe three, four tattoos versus, ta- I mean, do she is tattooed. Well, yeah, and I mean, you you obviously didn't just go the go into a tattoo shop at eighteen and say, "Hey, do the whole thing for me." You know what I mean? Like you along the line have picked up more and more. You've become a more savvy person. You 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 should have understood that, like, hey, this is doing something. Yeah, I have a very hard time. The the concept of like, well, there should be more tattoo acceptance in the workplace. On some points, I feel like it's very valid. Do I care if a restaurant server has tattoos when they come not up and take? I'm not bit, even no. a, not even a little. Not tiny bit but i also understand if you as the restaurant owner do not want those people do not want tattoos and i I get that both both things can be true here here's what's crazy about tattoos right is that i am a smart enough person to know that it does not mean anything about you at all no right that you could just enjoy artwork you can right that i and i know that i'm smart enough to know that just like tattoos right so if you're dropping food off at my table, and again, this is the job we just picked out of the, the right. air. It doesn't mean that this is all you can do, right? But if you're doing that, I don't care at all. And yet, even though I know tattoos mean nothing, I don't want my heart surgeon all tatted up. You see what I'm saying? Like, why is that? Um, I think at least partially... Because this, I'm not saying tattoos are new, but I think this concept of tattoo acceptance is still somewhat new, still somewhat, you know. So I think 30 years from now, people will feel differently of like, eh, I don't care if my doctor has tattoos, where now it still does kind of feel like, because at the end of the day, I still want my doctor to be 65 years old. I don't know what that is about me, but I'm like, yeah, there's, there's something in my mind where it's Life like, experience. This, this, is, this is what I want you to be. But That's fine. But I, I, don't know if, I don't know if 30 years from now, it's necessarily going to be the same way. I, and I will say this, I would feel differently about this too. I would feel differently if my doctor had a sleeve versus face tattoos. I would. I there, there's a comedian that says of, of a face tattoo. Really, what it means is you should have just tattooed. I gave up on your face, but I don't want to go that far because again, I have slept with women who have face tattoos, and they were attractive and they were great people. They weren't awful. They weren't just degenerates, just cuz. But it does show decision making. It does show who you are, and it does show that you are okay limiting is certain avenues to your life. And I don't want to limit. I want to expand. 
I'm not, I'm not ever looking to limit. Very rarely am I looking to limit. I'm looking for expand. I'm looking for more. Give me more avenues. Another way to go. More options. Because that's what gives me the best chance for success ultimately for my life. But where's what I would tell this girl is why, dude, something is wrong with you. And let me tell you why. It's not the tattoos. Something is wrong with you because you are still seeking out men who don't want to be with you. Yeah, there's plenty of dudes out there who are going to just 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 go diamond cutter because of your lifestyle, because of those tattoos. Why don't you find that guy? Absolutely right. You, what you're doing is you keep trying to force a situation with the kind of guys that you should not be with. But again, she's not wrong because there's a woman and Fantone's going to know who I'm talking about who's covered head to toes in tattoos. That woman could get it tonight for sure. Like for sure. Dude, sometimes I pray she ends up knocking <laughs> on my door at home like just by accident. Like, hey, you know what? Maybe you and I should just do this. Like sometimes I just like wish that will happen. It never will. But yet I'm not sure I would take that woman home to my parent, my mom's house and be like, hey, it's Christmas dinner. Look at this. I'm not sure I do that. So she's not wrong, but I ultimately think at the end of the day, you're trying to force a relationship with the kind of guys that you're not supposed to be with, and that's why you're having problems with dating. It's your decision-making. More Stansberry Show next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. I'm reading some of the transcripts from the this White House Correspondents Dinner the other night that apparently Trump didn't even go to. And this woman, I guess, that writes for Trevor Noah's show got herself in a bunch of trouble for some of the stuff that she's saying. People are pretty mad about her. Yeah, Michelle Wolf is her name. <clears throat> yeah, and so I watched a couple of the videos online, and here's her problem. It's not the jokes. It's not. Now, one of these, th- this abortion joke's not funny. It's just not funny. Now, I would tell you, probably hard to make a funny abortion joke, um, but I'm all for comedians going to jokes. As a matter of fact, once upon a time, I once fought for Louis C.K.'s right as he was in the studio right next to me. Feels weird to get his back right now, but it, but it, I got his back telling a dead baby joke, and my brother has had a child who died. But I fought for Louis's right to say it. I did. I fought for his right to say it. Because comedians, I feel like, kind of need to be able to go where they need to go, right? Now, if I was going to do the White House Correspondence Center, I'd probably clean up my act a little. Yeah, I mean, I understand that there's going to be, like, political jokes in there, but, like, at the end of the day, I, you, 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 you have to, number one, know the room that you're in, know the audience that you're in, know who's watching you, and, like, I, I mean, I, I, you know, as somebody who considers himself pro-choice in life, I don't necessarily think that, like, abortion's something to be celebrated, something to be, like, you know, I view a abortion line. to be a necessity that we need, but not something that I'm so like happy that we have that I can just like have haversedly like joke about it. I, I think I think most people and this applies to all sides here want less abortion. It's right. not, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't, right. I don't I don't want it to increase. I want it to be accessible and there's a difference there. Her problem and I wish I had the audio for you. Her problem is Michelle Wolf's problem is what I'm always saying about people who say inappropriate or wild things. As a guy who does it, I can tell you from experience you have to own it. If the if the audience can can sense fear in your voice even this much about what you're saying, they then think, "Oh, I shouldn't think this is funny." 
And then they'll, a lot of them will then turn on you. If you're going to be inappropriate by design, then you have to own it. You have to be unapologetic. She bumbled every word that came out of her mouth. She stepped on all of her own lines, and it made it obvious. You're uncomfortable with what you're saying, so why are you saying it? That's how it came off. Now, this I have the Mike Pence like abortion joke here. Now, again, I'm going to read it to you, which will then then change its tone. Maybe if I heard her say it, I have a different opinion. I always say this with text. This is why people get in trouble over Twitter is because Twitter won't give you tone. Okay, it won't give you meaning. This says here about Mike Pence. He thinks abortion is murder, which, first of all, don't knock it till you try it. And when you do try it, really knock it. You know, you got to get that baby out of there. I, again, it's not that it's too far for me. I don't think it was the right venue. I don't think the White House Correspondents Center is the right venue for that. I don't think it's the right venue. I also think it's not a funny line. Now, that's my opinion. I'm sure there were people who thought it was hilarious. Now, here's what I will say. For the people who are like, this is the White House Correspondents Dinner, and it's not supposed to be this way, and there's there's a standard, and like there's you know there's morals and ethics. Okay, well we've seen this whole arena be dragged to a new low place, right? The last couple of years, I'm not going to blame any one per- person in particular, but we kind of know presidents are now saying things they didn't before. Things are happening that weren't really happening before. We got paying off a of porn star. I mean, dude, we've been dragged to this new place. So the whole bar has been lower. So to expect the White House Correspondents Center not to take a dip in these areas in the in these times, I think would be a little ridiculous of us of as the human people, right? As the American people, that would be a little bit disingenuous of us to not expect this to go this way. I think the whole thing is just a really good example of like uh, not only is it you know just the media but like I think Washington and I think the whole kind of system is just so far up its own ass and so far removed from what America is. It's a lot what, like Hollywood. What? Yeah what you're worked up about like dude I don't care. You know what I'm saying like if you're offended by this woman's jokes and oh my god did I just say you were offended? I don't care. I, I, I don't. So like th- this very much to me as this was a big story for a lot of people, this was very easy for me to be like, dude, I don't care what this Michelle Wolf says, and I don't care what anybody says in response to her. Like, People make bad jokes every single day and whatever. I was going to say, I've seen the Trevor Noah show enough times to know I don't think Michelle Wolf is funny. I don't think Trevor Noah is all that funny. As a matter of fact, I had said when they hired him that, dude, this is a wild overswing and that he's not, that he's not the right guy for this job. And ultimately, I still feel that way. I don't now. Again, I'm a cord cutter, so I don't really watch anything anymore. But I don't know anybody who actually watches Trevor Noah and is like, "That's like my show." I don't know anybody now. I don't know what his ratings are. They could be great for all I know. But her problem wasn't what she said. Her problem is that you could smell the fear coming off of her of having to say it. So what were you saying it for? If you are apologetic about something off color you were saying, it will not land as funny. It will land as offensive. And she, as a a head of a writer's room for a television show, should know that and should be better at it before ever being put up there. It's not the abortion jokes that's the problem. It's that Michelle Wolf personally couldn't handle the situation. She is the problem. You're shot at $1,000 and Scott from winningfornextyear.com both next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes! The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9.
Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online for you, WRQK.com. We'll make you $1,000 richer momentarily. we got to get to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. First, Scott, how are you, buddy? Doing well, man. Thank you. I, um, I've had a weekend to sit and think on Baker Mayfield, and I am walking myself off the ledge. Um, I, I, I worry Darnold is still the better of the two. But I don't think Baker Mayfield is necessarily, well, like, let's pack up all our Browns gear and I need to find a new team. I don't think it's going to be that bad either. And I had a buddy of mine explain to me that, dude, once they signed Tyrod Taylor, you should have known it was Baker because they're kind of similar. And that what they're doing is trying to build something they can hand right off to Baker Mayfield and say, go win it. Now I read this from Peter King. A trusted NFL source says, overall, he trusts the pro football focus grades. And PFF, with an NFL eye on college prospects, had Mayfield as the top-rated quarterback in college both in 2016 and 2017. And if you hire three men with long experience at, at a franchise that's picked great quarterbacks like Favre and Rodgers, that they unanimously believe Mayfield was the best of the five quarterbacks, first round, well, I think you've got to let them do their jobs and give them a shot to be right. So, myself included, but Browns fans who were nervous about Baker Mayfield need to feel a little bit better Monday morning about it, right? Are we up against it yet or no? (laughs) uh, We're we're pretty close. Yeah, we're pretty close. (laughs) Uh, Well, no, I mean, that's kind of what I said on last week, right? I mean, I I think everybody... We're, we're, we're so scorned by this organization and screwing things up year after year and regime after regime that we just, we go into every, you know, for lack of better term, relationship with, with a side eye. You know what I mean? We're always, we're always doubting and skeptical of everything. And then when now, with, this, with so much information out there and all these people, it's so much easier to kind of latch on to someone who you think, and not you, Dan, but you, the general you as a fan, will be better. You know, and whatever whatever better may be, you know what I mean. Whether that's based on mock drafts, whether that's based on the one college game you watched, whether that was, you know, because you you went Ohio what? State played them, they did this. You know what I mean? I mean, everybody fell in love with Sammy Watkins because he he tore up Ohio State, and the guy is on his third NFL team. You know what I mean? So it's it's really easy to get kind of caught up in in one or two of these kids, and then when they don't get drafted, get kind of upset about it. I, I mean, I'm with you and and kind of what Peter's saying. You know, I, I we we have a while before we're going to see them. You know, they're going to build build something, which is crazy considering it's the Cleveland Browns. And 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 if all goes well, you know, hand it off to to whomever. And and don't forget, if it doesn't go well this year, say they go three and thirteen, four and twelve, they're still going to end up with some pretty high draft picks next year to further surround Baker Mayfield with. And I I mean, it's it's tough to. It's tough to argue against it without even seeing the kid take a snap yet. Well, let's clear this up. Four and twelve would be good. I was gonna say, like, dude, four, it's crazy how much better that sounds. Like. But four and twelve would actually be good this year, if sounds you ask phenomenal. me my opinion. But Scott, I feel like what they're doing is trying to build a bubble screen machine. And people are going to knock that, but essentially that's what the Patriots are. Brady's got the ability to go up over top, but they'd prefer not to. They would rather dump it off small slot receiver, let him run, and it looks like that's what we picked up Landry and Taylor to do and to help build that for for Baker Mayfield. So if you're going to build a bubble screen machine, I think you could have done worse than Baker. Yeah, I mean, not not that you know, you're, you're, the Browns are going to make anyone think that, oh my God, are we watching the Patriots in orange and brown uniforms? But I mean, I think 
if you look at the way, to your point, the way it's made up, I mean, you had, you know, James White out of the backfield. Um, I can't think of the former Browns running back who they had running out of the backfield catching passes. You know, clearly whatever, you know, white slot receiver du jour they threw out there was, was solid, whether it's Edelman, Amendola, Welker, whomever. And, you know, not that Jarvis Landry is going to, you know, be Canton bound here anytime soon, but he is going to be one of the best (laughs) receivers that, uh, that, you know, that, that this team has had and gotten to watch in that position. And, you know, not that, you know, then there, they took a couple project kids in the, in the later rounds of the draft, but from my understanding is their kind of speed threats, which this team does not have, uh, to kind of open up the top of the field to, to create more space in the middle of the field for some of these guys to do their work. So I think, you know, they, 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 they drafted guys like that have that Tyree kill makeup so that Kareem Hunt or Travis Kelsey or, you know, whatever player you want to slot into that role on the Kansas City side can, can kind of do their work in the middle of the field. And you have, by the way, Tyrod Taylor, who was one of the most accurate quarterbacks on a touchdown-interception ratio over the last couple of years throwing the football. So when you, when you, when you think of all the, the, the things that should work, um, you know, the pieces are there. Again, the caveat is it's Cleveland Browns football, and things can just blow up in your face regardless of what the plan is. But Dorsey is thinking of it in, a, in, a, in the right way, mistake-free, you know, AFC North, throw short passes because once those wins start rolling through here, um, you know, if you if you if you're uh, if you're an aerial attack, it's just not going to work long term. You know, you, you that's why you have guys like Antonio Brown, you know, ruling the the conference because he works in space, he works in short, and he and he can extend the field. And I think if you have those kind of guys in place, and then by the way, then you hand it to one of the most talented college football quarterbacks of the last two years to kind of take the keys. I I, I don't think that's really a bad way to look at it. Interesting. I um I wanted to go well. I I was a little bit down on it Friday. It felt like, oh, my God, here we go again. But then the more I thought about it over the weekend, really what I think might be happening here is they've done what I thought was smart a couple of times. I'll, I'll just give you one example. I wanted Trent Richardson. Wanted him. Couldn't wait to get Trent Richardson here. What a failure. So it's not. I don't always have it right. You know what I mean? So what I've started to think over the weekend is maybe what's happening here is they're giving me exactly what we need, and it just doesn't feel like what's right and I'm worried because it felt like an outside the box idea and that I wanted the Browns to be a more conventional choice but maybe dude unconventional is what you need to break up one in 31 yeah I mean they've tried to go conventional for a while now Johnny Manziel notwithstanding um you know the you know the you know Kaiser right you know six six four two thirty pocket passer right I mean he, he was you know that that was conventional and you know they you had they 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 complimented uh, a, a bruiser back in Isaiah Crowell with a with a guy like with a guy like uh, Duke Johnson. You know that that clearly you know they handed them the ball nine times a game and that 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 wasn't working. So yeah, I mean Dorsey has a vision. Um, the wild card, of course, that that we're going to be discussing much throughout the regular season will be can Hugh make it work? Right? Can Hugh can Hugh Jackson take? You know he was supposed to be the quarterback whisperer. And largely has failed in, in with every quarterback he's been handed. So can he make this system work? Um, you know, is, is going to is going to be the big question. It is a you know, in my estimation, it's a pretty mistake free system. Uh, if, you, if, if if Todd Haley's drawing up X's and O's the way he was doing it in in Pittsburgh, it should work. And and he will probably end up getting a lot of credit uh, based on what Haley can do with it. But if that, if it makes things work and we get to that four and twelve like we were just doing cartwheels over. 
um, you know, I think I think it's you know a, a safe system. But yeah, and the hard part is again, we have to wait to find out. And people hate waiting, and we 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 just want football to almost kind of start right now to see if this thing's going to work. Um, but it, it will be, uh, you know, for lack of better site waiting for next year. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You know, l- lack of a better term, process, and we'll 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 figure it out. You know, again, baby steps though with these guys because zero sixteen is a hell of a jumping off point. I think Todd Haley probably ends up as your head coach of the Cleveland Browns at some point. But then again, I said Greg Williams would be the head coach last year, and I was wrong on that. Um, I am interested to talk a little Cavaliers with you, as I know Fantone is uh, as well. Uh, Cavs obviously victorious yesterday, went out. Uh, they now move to Toronto for the second round. That will start tomorrow. Now, are you one of these people that feels like the matchup with the Pacers is worse for the Cavs than the Raptors are, so they'll wrap up the Raptors easier? That is not an uncommon thinking. Um, I thought, you know, I think I saw guard play and versatile centers giving the Cavs fits when they were playing the Pacers, and I see two extremely talented guards and and dynamic centers um, on Toronto as well. So I, I don't necessarily know if I agree with it, uh, but I will say if you think that Indiana was a worse matchup than the Raptors, you're not alone in that thinking, and that is inside that building and within a lot of people who follow the team pretty closely. Uh, it'll be interesting to watch because, I mean, this team, this Cavaliers team, this post-trade deadline Cavaliers team laid it to Toronto pretty good. Two of the you know two two times in the last about five you know five or six games if my memory serves so it's um, you know dating back to mid March really mid March early April beat them beat them twice once once there and once here so I mean the 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 sample size is small but the history is there so the the question will be that that took some pretty substantial efforts from some of the support guys I mean that last game I think George Hill had twenty two um, you know you had. You had, a, you had a game where Rodney Hood had 19. You had Kevin Love producing both times. You had it was either Kyle Korver or Jared Smith producing. So, yeah, they can beat him. Yeah, the matchup might be a little bit better. But if LeBron has to do it all by himself, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I think the Raptors um, not is going to give you as much problem with bigs and not going to be as fast pushing the ball. But that doesn't necessarily mean that, like, the Cavaliers are a shoe-in. I know Skip Bayless said, oh, Cavs in four. And, like, I don't know, that feels like a security blanket for Cavaliers fans to me right now. <clears throat> Uh, Scott, you know, as 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 you know, you are a featured writer on a Bleacher Report. As you, uh, you know, the editor of uh, of 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 WaitingForNextYear.com, dude. Yesterday, uh, something you did kind of caught some viral attention, and I was listening to the Cleveland Cavaliers <laughs> radio network yesterday as the game was over. And you know, and I always mark out when I hear Scott Sargent WaitingForNextYear.com. I'm like, yeah, it's my guy right there. Um, but you asked LeBron, you know. Uh, to look forward to this Raptors series, essentially, and and, and how the Cavs are going to match up with them. And he said, I don't know. I'm burnt right now. I'm not thinking about Toronto right now until tomorrow. I can't wait to go home. Can we? I'm tired, and I want to go home. How much did this series take out of LeBron as he put up just uh, prolific games time and time again? Is he going to have anything left to take to Toronto? And his home Houston. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I clearly needed a quote based, you know, on a piece I'm writing about Leo and kind of a looking forward piece. And I was hoping that he would give me some insight. I didn't think he would give me something that would go viral the way it did. But I mean, even his non-answer worked out even better because he is spent. Um, you know, he watching him sit outside his locker yesterday after the game was about as tired as I've seen him since game five of, or no, game six 
of uh, the 15 finals where he was carrying Delhi and JR and Shump, you know, through that, through that NBA finals, first NBA finals run against the Warriors pretty much by himself. Um, it'll, it'll be hard. Um, he was going to play all 48 yesterday if he didn't get cramps. Um, and I, and I, and I, I, and I commend that, but he shouldn't have to play all 48. Agreed. Um, you know, somewhere in that 38 to 40 range is ideal. Uh, and don't get me wrong. The bench played fantastically yesterday when he had to sit, it was, it was by accident and Ty had to put that unit together. And not only did Kevin and, and George Hill play well, they played good defense and kind of kept Indiana at bay. And they would not have won that game if not for that, that kind of five, six minute stretch. But they need that for full games. They they cannot afford to have this guy have to put up forty point triple doubles to you know just to give them a chance to win. Um, you know, hopefully Kevin, you know, his confidence is there. Hopefully George Hill's back is fine today when he wakes up because um, they're going to need all these guys ready to play. And I do not blame him one bit for for not wanting to talk to me about that because he was he was he was spent, and that was probably the twelfth or thirteenth question he was fielding in that press conference. It's almost weird as we're talking to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. It's almost strange to see LeBron without energy. It's almost strange to see him be mortal like that. And I got to be honest with you, when I saw it, I had a fear surrounding LeBron James that I've never once had before, which is, oh my God, what if he gets hurt? I've never once thought in, in the history, like, oh my God, what if LeBron gets hurt? Because he just never does. He's the Iron Man. But, like, watching him now and when he's, like, you can watch him mouth on the court, I'm playing the whole damn game. And, like, this, like, he knows. He's in the I got to do this all by me zone. That I just worry, dude, game four, Raptors, ankle, and this thing that maybe he could have done this year is going to be out, and we may see LeBron get hurt for the first time in his career. Well, that's about as Cleveland as you can get. But I think well, thanks, it, buddy. Born and raised. No, it's, uh. I, I, I'm not worried about the hurt um, as much as I am the fatigue, um, because they, they, he, and and for all the people who want to, you know, grandstand about how he coasts during the regular season or takes plays off or didn't get back that one time on defense and then wants to create a vine of it and share it with all their friends. I mean, this is why he does that, because he needs to be this kind of superhuman person to give this team a a a chance to compete you know at, it will come come playoff time and you know but the hope is he has some he has some support at least some support and he's just not getting it and has to give that much more i i would be fine if he was if this was a conference finals or nba final series that he he has to do this but it's it's a pretty scary thought that he had to do it in the first round i would agree that's scott from winning for next year.com buddy we will talk to you again next monday at eight have a great week sounds good guys your shot at a thousand dollars right now your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword money to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's money to 200-200. Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Kenton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online for you at WRQK.com. Coming up at 9 o'clock, we'll talk to Megan from Live Nation about some $20 concert tickets you're going to be able to uh, hear yourself, I believe, for Blossom shows. We'll also have some of those to pass out for you as well. Nine, ten, another shot at $1,000, too. It's happened to every guy. If a guy tells you it's never happened to him, either A, he hasn't swung the bat enough, 
or B, he's just flat out lying or in denial. But every man has pined over a woman, been told he wasn't good enough, and been put in the friend zone. It happens. Now, we talk to friend zone a lot on the program. Okay? Now, I maintain that a lot of times, most times as a matter of fact, when a guy gets put in the friend zone, you did it. That you did something that you shouldn't have done. That you showed up, you said something sexual way before the conversation was ready for it, or that you were trying to be a nice guy and hide your intentions over the fact that you just wanted to get laid and she can smell through it because that's what they do, and that you have been put in the friend zone because you were being stupid. Yeah, I think more than not, friend zone is a self-inflicted wound there. Or Um, you just had an unrealistic expectation of your uh, your, uh, um, ability to land that woman. I think a lot of men... Yes, overestimate their ability to do that. And and a lot of men overestimate how close they are in the sense of like, well, I'm pretty close to her going out with me or us having sex or whatever. No, and not. it's like, dude, you were not even in that ballpark, no, not. not even anywhere close. And then they're like, well, I can't believe I was so nice to her and she didn't sleep with me. And it's like, dude, it was never in the cards. You no. never, you could buy flowers and, and, and listen to her bitch about something all you want to. And she is never going to sleep with you, dude. She knows you're only being nice to her to have sex with her. That's why you don't get laid is because they can tell what your intentions are from a mile out you have to be better than that so dudes get friend zoned a lot it happens to all of us it's happened to me it's Mm -hmm. happened to phantom it's happened to all Mm -hmm. of you it happens okay none of us love it and it can be very embarrassing now i have never had the unfortunate activity of being friend zoned live on television which i guess this was let's make a deal with wayne brady the other day this video is actually up for you at wrqk.com and here's some audio here now, how long have you guys been together? Uh, about six months. That's it? It's new? Oh, it's newish. We're friends. <laughs> We're just friends, Eddie. Can, can we talk about this uh, not in front of everyone, Jesse? <laughs> it's complicated. Jeez. So she tries to backpedal. And Wayne Brady just, you know, transitions to that prize, right? So I smell a rat here. Okay. 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 What do you smell, buddy? I I think there's a little bit of, we just want to be famous. And we're on TV, right? We we just want to be on TV. We just want a viral video out there. But more so, I think these two people. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We apologize. We had some iHeartRadio tech issues kind of cut out in the middle of a segment there. Yeah. Stupid engineering department. They can't do anything right. No, that was my fault. 100%. Was, it was. That was, that was a Fantone failure. Yep. 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 I'll take uh, the blame on that one. That counter's broke. We uh, <laughs> That one smoked and the wheel <laughs> fell off of it. We were like, well, let's not rebuild it. We don't, don't need to keep track of all those anymore. It is National uh, Concert Week. National Concert Week. So uh, to celebrate that, we will have Megan from Live Nation in. And she will be uh, talking to us about some $20 ticket options you're going to have on some monster shows. As a matter of fact, those shows include Avenged Sevenfold and Profits of Rage, Breaking Benjamin and Five Finger Death Punch, Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie, and The Slayer Show are all on the list of tickets you're going to be able to get for a severely reduced price. $20, I believe, lawn seats for those shows. Wow. Dude, Avenged Sevenfold and Profits of Rage, I think, might be show of the summer. Now, I know what people are going to say. Rock on the range. You're right. Yes, if you grab 7,000 bands and put them in a field, that that's a pretty good lineup. Right. I'm saying as far as like a one-off show goes, non-festival show, Avenged Sevenfold 
and Prophets of Rage has the chance to be show of the summer. I don't know, dude. I think Manson and Zombie. I mean, dude, dude those guys are just like icons of it. You know what I'm saying? Dude, yeah. you have, have been doing it for so long. Like, and like, there's so much theatrics that are going to go into that show. I think Manson and Zombie. I just, I've seen Prophets of Rage already. And they ripped the roof off of the Agora. And when they come out and they do Public Enemy and when they do, you know, uh, all that stuff and some Rage Against the Machine and all this stuff, it's cool, dude. And then on top of that, you're getting the band that's ruled rock radio for a decade in Avenged Sevenfold. It's pretty good. Breaking Benjamin and Five Fingers not going to suck either, dude. They're all good shows here, I guess, is the point we're trying to make. So we'll talk to Megan about that coming okay. up at 9 o'clock. Tomorrow is New Turd Tuesday, so uh, that's brought to you by The Hard Rock there, bringing you uh, new Kanye and T.I., new Thomas Rhett, new Five Finger Death Punch, all part of that tomorrow. Now, I bring that up to let you know this, <laughs> that they have done a study, and something that Fantone has been suspicious about has been proven true. Nice. Country music has more drug references than rock, than rock and rap. Both. Beats them both. It's got enough drug references in it to where it's beating out rock and rap. Now, what I am suspicious of here is that whoever then conducted the study was unaware of some of the drug lingo inside those other formats of music. The rap, very clever on hiding what they're talking about. Very clever at it. I'm going to assume that the uh, whoever did this study, whoever 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 the people behind this, I'm going to assume they knew that that there's a lot of slang and lingo that goes into this. In a study published on addictions.com, Data Wizards reported that country stars sing more about marijuana than any other drug, but coke and meth are a second and third runner up. Speaking to Rolling Stone, data scientist Logan Friedman said that they found that country music does have the most drug mentions, and a lot of the country songs do speak about marijuana quite a bit. They analyzed lyrics for euphemisms, as well as overt references, searching for words and phrases like Addy, Blow, Molly, Roxy, and Scissor. Okay. Okay, so they were looking into some of, like, the lingo. He also told Rolling Stone that since standard FM country won't necessarily play songs about how much fun it is to get stoned and float in an inner tube down the river, they studied lyrics from so-called outlaw country songs, which are often independently recorded. Okay. Okay. Well, now, dude, now that we're talking about essentially underground artists, then we're, yes, we're in a different conversation than Florida Georgia Line. They actually mention Eric Church's Smoke a Little Smoke here. He's got another song called Get, I believe, just called Stone. Yeah, dude, Chief's not afraid to light one up, dude. No, Eric Church is a little bit of a weed head. And honestly, it's what kind of makes me feel like he's a little authentic to what he's doing. Is the fact that he is a whiskey drinking, joint smoking, guitar playing dude. So all of a sudden, he gets more country for me than he does less for a lot of the, you know, people want to knock these guys. As, You're not country enough. It's like, dude, Luke Bryan grew up on a peanut farm. He was a farmer. His dad still has the farm. But Luke Bryan's not country enough for you? Like, I just, I don't get, I don't get the arguments. These guys aren't real country. It's like, dude, they all grew up on farms. What, what more do they got to be? Seriously, do they got to be born at Talladega before you're like, that's a country artist? Like, what more do you need? 
I'm not surprised by this. Not at all. I mean, do country music's origins were about the fact that they were all drunks? Yo, yeah, and I mean, like, let's be, let's be real about like the 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 the, the icons of the of the forgotten generation of country. I mean, George Jones and like Hank Willie. and like Willie and like all these dudes. And I mean, now and like like that study said, especially if you're not just going off of the records getting the most spins at ninety nine seven right now. If you're going with like underground country artists, then I'm not even remotely surprised that that's the case. Again, a good buddy of ours, Jim, brought this up, and he's right. Sturgill Simpson. Is like one of these guys that's not a bro country artist. He's awesome, and all of his songs are about drugs. Hank three, literally every Hank Williams the third, every song the guy writes is about him being on drugs. All of them. Well, and, and they're a, awesome. They're there's great. Like a, there's a half country singer slash half country rapper. His name's Upchurch Ryan Upchurch, and he's actually Upchurch is pretty good. Like he's not the worst at it. I know it sounds like country rap. Like I know it sounds like it's going to be awful, but he's actually not bad. And all his songs are about smoking weed. They're all are. He actually has a song where he's talking about how what's his name said. You know, you shouldn't go and smoke that dope. He's like, but you know, I love. Ro-. Actually, the whole song is about driving while stoned. It's actually Rolling Stoned is the name of the song, but it's pretty good. I'm not surprised by this. I'm not surprised that there's more drug and alcohol references in country music. Well, not alcohol. Drugs is what they're saying here. Than rock and rap. I'm not really surprised by that. Um, although, dude, the amount of marijuana and rap songs. Like, I can't even remember the last time I heard a rap song that didn't have a marijuana reference in it. Like, I can turn on country music and tell you that doesn't have a marijuana reference in it. You know what I mean? So, like, that is a little weird. I'm surprised about that. Dude, how good is Eric Church, by the way? Pretty good, dude. Eric Church is really good at what he I'm does. I'm no too. fan of, of bro country, but Eric Church, real good. I, I've i always kind of liked Eric Church a little bit more than the rest of those guys, but it, I think it was like two years ago he came to the queue and his entire band got sick. And instead of canceling the show, he went out there for two and a half hours with an acoustic guitar, sat center stage, and played it. Did the whole show. Put the whole show on his back and did it. For as all people are always telling me, how these country artists have no talent. They have no talent. Nothing. His entire band, sick, couldn't hit the stage. Went out there with a guitar, put the whole show on his back, did a two-and-a-half-hour acoustic set. Knocked it out of the park, by the way. Well, I bet the lead singer of, you know, Bob Evil could do that, right? But they're not going to. No. No, they really couldn't. No, they really could not do that. So, I'm not surprised to find out there are more marijuana references in the country music than there are in rock. Rap, I am a little shocked. You know what I will say about this, though? Songs be damned when it comes to usage amongst audience, it's all the same, dude. If you think for one second, like, oh no, dude, there's nobody smoking dope at a country show, dude, you're, you're crazy. You're, you are ridiculous. I go to country shows all the time. Ridiculous. People smoking dope at country shows. Trust me. We all got vape pens now, man. Everybody. Your shot at $1,000 and $20 concert tickets. We'll talk to Megan from Live Nation. That's next. Rock 1069. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 1069. Rock 1069. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 1069. We're also online at WRQK.com. And currently, we are joined in studio by Megan from Live Nation, who I just told her, you are like Santa. I love that. You, uh, you bring, my new nickname. You bring people <laughs> exactly what they're looking for, which is, and you said it best, honestly, before we uh, came back live on the air. You said... 
we're supplying a very inexpensive date night for people. We are, absolutely. And you are. That's exactly what you're doing. So for uh, those of you that don't know, National Concert Week starts today. It runs through, I believe, is it April, or I'm sorry, May the 8th. Yes. Obviously, is it's April 30th. I can't believe it. I can't believe that <laughs> I don't either. understand no. it. I can't focus yet. So what you're going to do then is you're taking a select number of shows and charging $20 a ticket for them. Now, here's what I find interesting. Yes. It's not 20 plus this, this, and that. It's no. 20 flat. It is $20. All in. So for 40 bucks, I can get two tickets to a slew of these shows. And here's another great thing. It's not like, oh yeah, well, those though. Like, I mean, <laughs> these are like really these good. These are big shows. These are big, big huge, big shows. monster shows yeah. people can get $20 tickets from. How do they log on and do it? So they go to NCW, which stands for National Concert Week, dot LiveNation.com. But no like triple W thing. Just no. NCW. Just NCW.LiveNation.com. You okay. can also go to LiveNation.com and there's a big link there. In the center, but this will take you, you'll be able to see what shows are coming to Blossom, what shows are coming to Jacob's Pavilion, what shows are coming to the queue. Like, you'll be able to see all of that on there. Now, is this going to be like a restricted thing? Like, let's say I want to go to this concert, that concert, and a third concert. Am I just going to be able to get a $20 ticket for one of those? No, or you any can of buy these? whatever shows you want, as okay. long as there's supply left. Obviously, supply is limited. Um, but yes, you can buy one show at the queue, one show at Jacob's, one show at Blossom. You can buy whatever you want. So we'll get into some of these more like rock one six nine traditional shows here in a minute but let me give the audience a list of some artists that are <clears throat> massive that might be a little outside of what we normally do here at rock 1069 and show people like what a good deal you're getting like jason aldean tickets you can get for 20 bucks 20 bucks there will be very few country shows that come this summer that are going to be any bigger than jason aldean sure. show. keith urban's another one keith urban's keith on this never list. comes i mean that's a huge show that is a huge show kevin hart at the queue will yes. be a big show lady annabellum darius rucker would be a big show yes um niall horan will be a big show but again now you get into like the rock 1069 stuff the show i'm really pumped about and i think it honestly has a shot to be show of the summer um, if you ask me, is Avenged Sevenfold Prophets of Rage. That's a really cool show. I saw Prophets of Rage when they played the Agora, and um, they were amazing and mm-hmm. far exceeded expectations. So now you add on top of that the band that's ruled rock radio <laughs> for a decade in yeah. Avenged Sevenfold. Absolutely. That is a massive show for 20 bucks. It really is. I mean, that's I mean, that's a deal. That's 10 bucks a band. <laughs> you know, when you think about it that way, when you break it down. For $40, you couldn't take two people to like a restaurant. No, absolutely not. So to be able to go to a concert for 40 bucks. Such a good deal. You could barely even see a local band for that. That's true. You know, it's for ten bucks. Right. So yeah, and we've got Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson, obviously, hometown yeah. boy, my yeah. number one. Yeah, so Pride I always have to talk right about there. him. That's right. You are a big Manson. <laughs> I'm fan. a huge Manson. I fan. forgot about that from last year. I we saw had the last on. tour before he got hurt. It's uh, he is a great performer. Oh, it's the best. Puts he's on a really one. good show, and you know for sure he's got a decade of plus nothing but hits. So oh yeah, he's yeah. amazing. I yeah. was gonna say, I mean, I know, I know you're very excited about the profits and events show, but I think that Manson and Zombie might be the show of the summer, just based on like those two dudes going out together and kind of pushing themselves, co-headlining, and really going up there with the production value that oh, both yeah. those dudes are known for. Hey, you bring uh, ten, ten bucks, ten bucks an artist, dude. If you could, yeah, it, that it, might be show ten bucks for Zombie and ten bucks for Manson, That's like ridiculous. it's. Pretty good deal. Yeah. That, it's not that, bad. That might be show of the summer. It's not bad. That it's going to be my good. show of the summer. <laughs> the Aussie show's on this list, too. You can it get $20 is. tickets $20 for that Aussie show. $20 tickets, yep. Stone Sour, I believe, is Absolutely. opening that show up. And it's like, his 50th anniversary. Yeah. He's been touring for 50 years. It's his final tour. 
So it's huge. I mean, you don't want to miss that. Same with Leonard Skinner. It's no, their final tour, too. I don't want to miss the final Ozzy tour. I, yeah. I, I, just, I, I just feel like this summer is just, there's just so many great things we're talking about right now. And the yeah. fact that you could, I mean, essentially put together one hell of a summer full of concerts for you for a relatively cheap price. Oh, yeah. I mean, to think to spend $100 on a concert ticket, not outside the realm of possibilities. No. Actually, it happens all the time. Yeah. That could be five concerts for you. Right? Five <laughs> concerts. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Hall and Oates and Train are coming together. Yeah. Journey and Def Leppard are Funny. too, which is yeah. a great show. I love the Journey. I do too. Those I'm are a like big, two of the fan. bands. I know every song, <gasps> everything. I didn't even know this was coming. Uh oh. No, I mean I knew <laughs> dude, Bush, Stone Temple Pilots, and the Cult. The Cult's like one of my favorite bands ever. We don't have them here, but they are coming around the country. <laughs> oh man, Sorry. is that a good show? That's a good, That's a good show. show. That's a good show. That's a. The, but there's a bunch of these. Rascal Flats is on the twenty dollar list. Poison Cheap Trick is on this yeah. list. The other good show that we have is uh, Breaking Benjamin and Five Finger Death Punch. That's on the list. So what we're gonna do today, Megan, is we have some of these tickets here in the house already. You mm-hmm. were nice enough to give us some of those. So what I thought what might be a cool idea is to let the audience pick. That'd be great. All right. So I have a set of Slayer tickets. Yep. I have a set of Manson and Zombie tickets. The Breaking Ben Five Finger Death punch tickets and also avenge sevenfold and profits of rage and what we'll do is we'll allow a listener to pick which one of those shows they want to go to but if they want to purchase twenty dollar tickets for any of these shows they go again where ncw.livenation.com and it started today at eight and it goes till next tuesday may 8th may 8th is what i believe But i will be betting a lot of these tickets will go very very quickly yeah i mean i think if you're not getting if you didn't get paid on friday you're getting paid tomorrow tuesday like dude this is get that debit card warmed up baby yeah do not wait on these shows she's absolutely right she you know, already know she probably bought a couple of hundred of those Marilyn Manson tickets for herself. Just so, so I could have a lot of space. So you know. if you if you head to Marilyn Manson, you'll be sure to meet Megan. Megan, thank you so much for spending some time thank with you. us today. It is National Concert Week. One more time, give people the website. NCW.LiveNation.com. There you go. That's how you grab $20 concert tickets for the best shows coming all summer long, courtesy of Live Nation. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BILLS to 200-200. Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. 6-9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. I want to thank Megan from Live Nation for joining us one more time. She came in and told you about a slew of deals you can get. These $20 concert tickets. You can find out more at LiveNation.com. That link went live at 8 a.m. this morning. It will continue until May the 8th at around But it is National Concert Week, and they're celebrating with $20 tickets. All those rock shows are great, but dude, there were some like non-traditional shows. I was like, dude, I want to go to Hall & Oates and train. Are you kidding me, dude? That'll be a good That's show. That's a great show right there. I'll tell you the bargain, though. I'll tell you a really big bargain if, if, if you like comedy is Kevin Hart for 20 bucks. Yeah, dude. That's a great price for a ticket like that. That's a great deal. Buy two tickets for that for 40 bucks. Go see Kevin Hart. Yeah. That'd be a good night. Talked about this a little earlier uh, in the show want to get back into it because I have some numbers here now where Infinity War which I guess is like an Avengers titled movie but it's pretty much everything of it's like all Marvel things all rolled into one yeah. from what I'm told opened with 250 million dollars in box office over the weekend edging past Star Wars The Force Awakens to set the highest opening weekend of all time yeah and that's just stateside correct 250 million yeah I so that's, that's here 
Um, I uh, it brings two dozen superheroes in the ten year culmination of Marvel Studios Cinematic Universe. Jesus. Um, also set a new global opening record. Oh, listen to this. Yeah. So stateside two fifty, global six thirty. Wow. Wow. Dude, that's massive. That's a lot of money, right? That is massive. That's a lot. Now I wonder, and I don't think so. Normally I would be like, ah, there's a new Star Wars movie coming out next month. Star Wars is gonna come right back over top. But I'm not sure that Solo, the Han Solo movie, is going to top $250 million opening weekend. I don't know. That seems like a lot of money, dude. Um, I guess like at this point, the thing that I will say about Solo is is that that's got a little bit of special like oomph to it. I would say like what was that one Star Wars movie that was just kind of a Rogue One or whatever? Yeah, it was good, but but that was kind of one of the secondary movies, not necessarily a part of the of, the, of the normal timeline for Solo. Though you're right, like guys like me have been waiting their entire yeah. life for a Han Solo movie, so that might do it. But the thing I'm going to say about that is that like most of those guys, if you're into one nerd thing, you're probably into most. Now you you, you probably have the one thing that you're really focused on or you're really passionate but you'll watch about. That too. But if you're in the general camp of like, yeah, I like nerdy things, you know, Star Wars, pro wrestling, uh, comic book movies, those types of things, you're kind of in that camp. So like, I would assume a lot of that's going to be the same people you know the thing that I, I i mean i don't know if oh huge crossover sure. I, I i just don't know if 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 like the kids are going to be as excited about the solo movie where i feel like this that's the big thing is like man dude so many kids because there were so many superheroes like this this and i know every movie gets more and more expensive as you know tickets get more and more expensive but this feels like a, i mean 630 million dollars worldwide that's crazy dude. that's a lot of money man a lot of money and that's why they keep doing these, dude. And we were talking about it earlier in the broadcast where we were talking about two hours and 40 minutes feels long to Dan and I. But, like, obviously other people are like, give me more. Put it in my veins, dude. I want to shoot it up. I am um, not me. I, dude, it's like two hours and 40. Like, I just looked. So Solo is going to be two hours and 15 minutes. Too long. What are we doing? Way too long. And I already looked. I looked this morning, right? Empire Strikes Back was two hours and five minutes. Still feels long. I love Empire. It's one of my favorite movies ever. There's 20 minutes of that movie you don't need. Easily. In any movie. There's plenty of editing. Play. Now, the problem is you start taking a couple of minutes out, then this doesn't make sense. You start pulling on strings, everything falls, apart, you know, falls all apart. So I get it. Yeah. But there's a way to edit a movie down from two hours and 45 minutes about dudes shooting lasers from their eyes. I'm sorry, dude. Those These movies don't have to be this long. And that movie, or that process of, of editing it down starts when you're writing the movie. You're writing these movies like, all right, well, hey, we got to get three hours out of this. Well, of I mean, of course Here, it's going to be long-winded. Here's my thing. If you were getting one Avengers movie a decade and we were making sure they were the greatest pieces of cinematic like history as far as action movies go... And then they were three hours because you're only getting one, but you're getting one every year. Why am I getting like like every 18 months when one of these comes out? So why am I getting a three hour saga every 18 months? I mean, I mean, more than that, if you're really looking at it from like just like the like the Marvel Universe perspective, I mean, Black Panther was like two months ago, three months ago, and everyone was like, oh my God, it's the best thing ever. And now it's like, nope, now here's another one. I guarantee you by the end of the summer, there's going to be like three other things that come out. I, 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 I'd like to know from a, and I'm sure they're out there, I'd like to know from like a, a, a mega fan of this. Oh, they'll tell you. Is this 
Okay, so this is like the this is like the orgasm of it. Does this the end point of it? No. Does the Marvel universe start over? Is it like since and what we talked earlier, I said, well, there's no way any of these Avengers are turning down more movies because they're getting paid so much. And Chris Evans, I guess, and uh, what's his name, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, yeah, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, I guess have already said they're done. So. Are we coming out with new Captain Americas yes. next year? Are we, re- are we rebooting everything? Is it starting over back at zero? Or is it just like, hey, same things happen. We, st- we just have a new actor stepping into that role. If I were them, I would not reboot everyone all at once. I think then it's like, ugh. But, these- but get me a new Captain America while you still have Scarlet Joe and some of that other stuff, and I think you'd be all right. These movies are so intertwined with each other, they can't reboot Captain America and then be like, well, we'll reboot Iron Man in a couple of years or whatever. Like, once you press reset on this button, it's the entire thing has to start over, right? I mean, you, you, this wow. movie is the point of that, is that they're all together. They all know each other. There's- I mean, aren't we applying logic to Santa Claus yes, right now? I guess. Like, I mean, isn't that what we're doing where it's like we're trying to make too much sense out of things that don't make sense? I mean, ultimately, dude, these things are not real. I'm being told Infinity War was te- teased years ago with the first Avengers back in 2012. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I we, we remember that. I don't I don't know why that I, again, just because you teased it four years ago or whatever. Or no, I'm sorry. Six years ago doesn't mean you got to make it. And it sure as hell doesn't mean you got to make two of them. And they both got to be three hours long. I mean, dude, this is a two movie series. But 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 six hundred and thirty million dollars says we do have to do that. I, I I just I that's my point is what are you people doing? You know, all I keep hearing is about how. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So wait, I thought you all were broke. I thought you all had to be out there in the street begging your boss for fifteen dollars an hour. I thought you didn't make enough money. I thought you don't have enough time to do things. But six hundred and thirty million dollars on leotards jumping over buildings. Guys, you're making enough money. These movies are atrocious. The first Avengers movie was terrible. More Stansberry Show and your shot at $20 tickets. Actually, you're going to get yours free. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9, and I am Vicious as hell right now. Okay. Dude, so I ran into somebody in the hallway. They're like, hey, did you enroll in that thing we sent out in, in your email? And I was like, yeah, no, of course I did. <laughs> I, of course, no, did not. No, you didn't. And he was like, well, I didn't see the registration come through. And I don't know what this thing is. It's this app I got to download from the store. We have it. Then I got to scan this barcode that came through my email. Okay. But it doesn't tell me what any of this thing is. Okay. Like, there's no information telling me what they needed to do it for. Now all I know is that it, it, dude, there's this wheel full of numbers that's spinning around on my cell phone ever since I scanned this barcode now, and now I'm worried that my CEO's got all my D-picks. Oh, dude, I'm telling you right now, Bob Pittman just sitting there, stands very D-picks in his inbox, looking at him, judging him, swiping left on him. Wait, so uh, do, do I have to do this? Yeah, all iHeartMedia employees. So it's I have to download an app and then do something? Yeah. Oh, man, I'm not happy about that. I don't want to do that. I don't know. But now, dude, there's just random numbers on my phone with a spinning wheel. That doesn't look good either. I don't like it. I don't like it either. Now you're about the wheels about to run out. I feel like I put more of the man back in my pocket. No, this is like the third time this wheel's filled. I I wish I... Yeah, I wish I knew what to do. Yeah, I uh, I have not done this either, so you're you're a step ahead of me, buddy. I don't know what's going on. Now now I got to pick which picture do you want. Fine, the Golden Gate Bridge will be fine. Yeah, it's a good account. one. Fine. Who cares? Create the account. I won't remember in three months anyway. I'll no. be throwing things down and around on the floor. 
Yeah, Okta is going to make my life easier. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Oh, yeah, 100%. Sure it it's going to get a lot easier yeah. after you download that yeah, thing. Yeah, sure. that's always the way that works. Okay. Hey, download this new thing that's going to make your life easier. Oh, okay. I'm sure that's how that always works. I'm ready for today to be done. Yeah, you have been. I, uh, What's going on? Today was just one of those days where I woke up dumb. Like I, you know what I mean? Like you just wake up and you feel like I don't have the best of me today. Like, okay. And like I'm just like a little that bit slow, a little bit behind. Felt like I couldn't get the grasp of what I wanted. You brought it up earlier, and I'm going to uh, reinforce it. Um, I feel like you got to get the uh, the train back on the tracks here. Stansberry has been on a uh, self improvement tip. I feel like recently, all certainly over certainly over the last four months, and maybe even a little bit beyond that. But in the last four months, you've uh, you've been very focused on like dieting and and and, and exercising and 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 taking better care of yourself and uh over the past two weeks i feel like you said to me a couple times man it's just falling off the rails man you know i did this i did this i did this i think you need to get back on track to kind of like give yourself that that boost again give yourself that confidence again because what happened is i still went to the gym i just didn't go very often instead of going like five times a week which that's what i try to do i try to be there five times a week i went twice well a part of the problem is there is that you made progress you feel good about yourself and you think you deserve the reward so you're like all right well here's the finish line and it's over but when it comes to like obviously yeah i was gonna say with, with the concept of being a better person but certainly from a health perspective like there is no finish line the finish line is the ground buddy you gotta you know, you gotta keep moving forward. Well, not only that, I still got twenty more pounds I want to lose. Like, I mean, dude, I I started this mission out very big. I was like two sixty, like, dude, big, just big for no reason. There's no reason for anybody to be two sixty. That that's crazy. That's just you being a glutton. In most perspectives, most times I feel like telling somebody like, "No, dude, you need to get your ass back into the gym and like quit eating crap." I think it's going to be like a counterproductive thing. I think for you, it's just like tomorrow. If you do both those things, if, I think I'll you're going to, I think you're going to come in and you're going to be have better attitudes. So here's so. the other thing. Go work out. <laughs> here's the other thing. Yesterday I played golf. Yeah, and it was terrible. Really? Like Friday uh. I played and we played all right. It was really windy, so it's like you can't really take scores on Friday and like you know and, and worry about them all that much. It was it was too windy for that. But I played well. Like I hit the ball well. Played well Friday. Sat uh, yesterday. I took Saturday off. Didn't play. Played yesterday and it was terrible. And I think you're right. I think it is part of it. Yeah. I think it's the fact that I drank all weekend. Yeah. I ate a couple of times over the weekend and my body just doesn't feel good. And so it doesn't want to do stuff. More so, I think it's your head doesn't feel good. You feel like, damn, dude, I've, 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 I've lightened up on a goal that I have. And of course, that's going to bring you down in a couple of different fashions. Probably why I couldn't get the game together yesterday while you woke up in a funk today. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I, I'll I, be back at the gym. I today. was going to say, Jim Stansberry needs to get back to it. No, the bag is packed. It's in the backseat of the car. I got a meeting at 11 o'clock when that's done. Right. I'll be right at the gym. Right. And good news is, dude, it's going to be absolutely beautiful this week. Today's supposed to be sunny, I think, mid-60s. Tomorrow, even nicer. I know there's a chance of rain on, on Wednesday, but, like, we're getting to the point where it's springtime, homie, and, like, get out there, play golf, go do, you know, go, I, uh, go, go do the Stansberry things. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait. I love those new clubs. I just wish I would have played a little bit better yesterday, but I we do have, you know what, we have some concerts. Let's do this. Up. All right, so here's the way this works. Live Nation is doing $20 shows, $20 tickets for shows, and it's $20 flat. It's not $20 in service charges. It's $20 flat. There's a list of them, all right? Here's where you find it. Just go to ncwlivenation.com. NCW is National Concert Week, but ncwlivenation.com, and there's a list of shows at $20 per ticket. Now, we have your option to pick. We are going to list a set of shows, we'll take caller 20, and then that caller will then pick which show they want. But you'll have the choice between Avenged Sevenfold and Prophets of Rage, 
Breaking Benjamin Five Finger Death Punch, Marilyn Manson Rob Zombie, and Slayer. Your choice if you call 1-800-243-7625 and be caller 20. Aside from that, Teresa will get you hooked up with $1,000 coming up at 1010. We will be back at it live tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. Have a great day. See ya. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9.